Welcome to the Healing Begins program. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I'm glad you're listening. And this program is brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings. And so what I want to talk today about is Christmas. And so here we are in another Christmas season. Another year has gone by. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the programs and you get a chance to listen to them. And by the way, if you didn't have a chance to catch past programs, you can go on the radio station website and the different programs will be listed under podcasts. And so you can also catch past programs there. And so I'm just thinking about Christmas and Christmas time in the season. And you know, you have all the commercialism. I think we get inundated by TV commercials, TV ads, Black Friday specials. I mean, Everything is going on, the money, the gifts, the lights, the Santa Claus movies, the giving of gifts, the commercialism, and just everything that's going on in the season. And really, at the end of the day, Christmas is not about any of that. It's not about the Christmas tree. It's not about the gifts underneath. It's not about how much money you have or you don't have, and that can be I think, really stressful for a lot of people in the holiday seasons if they don't have enough money to get to give gifts for their kids and children. I know when I was younger and things were tight, how stressful that could be. But I pray that for you that this would be a great holiday season. This would be a great Christmas season. You know, to me, when I think about Christmas, I think about the greatest gift ever given. And that was by God himself. You know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we know the gift that God gave just keeps on giving. When Jesus came into the world, it gave us hope. It gave us eternal life. It just... The, the coming of Christ gave us so many things. The light shining in the darkness, that was Jesus. But the Bible says at the same time, the darkness understood it not. Today I want to read some Christmas scriptures, and I want to start with John 1.1. Now you might be saying, why are you starting with John 1.1? Well, it's all about Christmas, right? It's all about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So in the beginning was the Word. This is a really great thought because when man sinned in the garden, God was separated from man, and God loved us so much that he was willing to leave heaven, be born of a baby, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God became flesh, the greatest love story ever. He came, he lived, he died, so we could be with him and so that he could give us the greatest gift of all, salvation and eternal life. And I hope this is what your Christmas season is about. It's not how much your house is decorated or 
how much money you do or don't have or how many gifts are under your tree. It's about the one gift, the main gift that God gave. And so maybe this year you ought to make a birthday cake for Jesus and make it a part of your Christmas celebration at home. What a great time that would be. And so today what I want to do is I'd like to read some more Christmas scriptures. And uh, so we could just focus on Christ as being the reason for the season. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their hometown to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see that this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her heart. She pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen just as they were told. Man, I love that part of the scripture story. You know, the baby Jesus is born in a manger and the first announcements of this king, this baby king, Jesus, goes to the shepherds. You know, Jesus wasn't born in a mansion. He was born in a stable, the poorest of poor. So it doesn't matter who you are today, whether you're rich or you're poor, Jesus can relate to everyone, and he was born in a manger. Then I love the story in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the story of the visit of the Magi. I always love the Magi that brought the gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus. And, and listen to the story, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it arose, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was supposed to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least amongst your rulers, Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Wow, what an amazing story. Here we have the Magi, the three kings from the east coming, the Magi, to worship the King of Kings in the Lord of Lords. You know, I have some favorite Christmas songs, and I want to read the lyrics, and I just want you to have these uh, songs, and maybe you should look them up and play them and uh, spend some time focusing on the Lord. The first one is Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory streams from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus Lord at thy birth. Jesus Lord at thy birth. Then another song I like is Away in the Manger. Man, I, I learned that one growing up. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep in the hay. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes. But little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky. And stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Away in the manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Wow, what an amazing song, Away in the Manger. 
You know, Jesus came as a baby, but he's coming back as a king. He came gentle like a little lamb, but he's coming back as a lion. One of his names in the New Testament is he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I think of the time when the Lord will return. You know, there's a lot going on in the earth right now. There's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of things that just really seem to be out of control. But you know what? The Lord is in control of it all. He, Romans 8, 28 says he works all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And with all the trouble in the world going on today and all the different things that are happening, I'm reminded when the plagues were going on in Egypt and the Egyptians were experiencing the plague, but the Israelites lived in the land of Goshen. They lived in the land where God had protected them and he was covering them and he was keeping them. So I don't know what's going on in your your life this Christmas season, but I, I do want you to know that God is covering you. God is with you. You will make it through this time. You will get through. Don't give up. If you're depressed, if you're lonely on this Christmas season, I want you to call for help. You know, if you're if you're suicidal, a lot of people get in a spot and they get suicidal during this season. And they think that no one cares and no one can help. And the Suicide Prevention Hotline, I want to give that number out again. It's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. And you know, you got to learn the signs of suicide, you know. And um, I want to maybe give some of the signs of suicide right now. I'm reading off a pamphlet called Warning Signs of Suicide. It's when someone's talking about wanting to die or to kill oneself or looking for a way to do so, talking about feeling hopeless, having no reason to live, talking about feeling trapped in an unbearable, painful situation, talking about being a burden to others. These are some signs. If people are talking like this, uh, you need to get around them and start giving them hope and maybe invite them over to be a part of your Christmas dinner meal. Increasing the use of alcohol or drugs, that's a big one because people tend to go and want to self-medicate themselves. Another sign of maybe being suicidal is acting anxious or agitated, behaving recklessly, or sleeping too little or sleeping too much. You know, sometimes when people are really depressed, they can go to bed and just fall to sleep and never want to wake up again. Withdrawing or feeling isolated, that's the thing you don't want to do. If it's Christmas time and you're depressed, the thing you don't want to do is isolate. You are, If you've been invited out this Christmas season, you need to take that person up on their invitation and not be alone. Go out. And uh, there's another one is showing rage or talking about seeking revenge, displaying extreme mood swings. These are just some of the signs of suicide that you can watch in people's lives. And so a lot of times when people are down or they're suicidal, they're feeling that no one cares. No one cares about them, that if they left this earth, it really wouldn't matter. I tell you what, if you were the only one on the face of the planet, Jesus would have come and he would have died just for you. That's how valuable That's how important you are to him. 
So as you're listening to this, in the wee, it's either in the early hours of the morning or maybe late at night. Maybe you've gone on the radio uh, station website and um, you decided to listen to this program again and you're listening again. You know, Jesus was the light that shone in the darkness. He was the light of the world. He is the bread of life. He is the true King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, when he comes back again, he'll be riding on a white horse and on his thigh is written a name, King of kings and Lord of lords. But until he comes again, we're here and we're trying to make a difference. Maybe you're listening to this and man, your table is all set. Your Christmas tree is up. You've got a great Christmas plan, but you know you have a family member or you have a friend who has no one this year. Maybe this is a good time to reach out and give them a call and invite them to come to your house to be with you. Get them out of that loneliness. Get them out of that depression that they're feeling. And, and, and you know, the person they're going to say, no, I don't want to bother you. But say, no, come on over. We'd love to have you and just have them over and, and invite them to be a part of your family. You know, or maybe, you know, I have a friend who is a single, been single his whole life. And 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 he he hardly does. He doesn't have any family around here. And many times there's people like that in situations where they don't feel like they have any family. They're single. They're they don't have anyone. So if you know a person like that, invite them over to your house. Maybe um, hey, here's a good idea. Maybe invite them to attend a Christmas Eve service with you or with your family, invite them. And you know, when I was living in Canada, going to Bible college, and uh, around Christmas time, uh, there would be families that would invite us right into their home because they knew that us Bible college students, uh, we were from out of the country. We were a long ways away from home. And you know how nice it was to be invited into somebody else's home to have a meal, to eat. I remember one day being in a hockey game and the lady behind me said, what's your last name? And I said, Krocht, I'm Dutch. She goes, Dutch, my family is Dutch. We're all Dutch. How would you like to come to our house every Sunday and have dinner with our family? If you're Dutch, you're family. I thought, wow, how nice is that? Man, I was 1,500 miles away from home and here the strange person and family who didn't even know me, invited me into their home for the reason I was Dutch. And so I know Holland, Zeeland, Hamilton's a big Dutch area. And I know what kind of a spread can be on the table. Plenty of food, lots to eat, lots to go around. Invite someone who feels alone, someone who feels like a misfit, out of place, not welcome anywhere. Invite them to your house. Oh, what a fun time that would be. And you know what? the impact that you're going to have on them is going to be for an eternity. And they'll never forget the love and the kindness that you showed them when you did this. You know, Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. So let's think of practical ways this year during Christmas time Then we're headed into New Year's, the New Year's Eve celebration. Let's find practical ways that we can reach out and uh, just help people that are in need, those that might feel really down, that might even feel 
suicidal during this time. You know, if you're out there listening early in the morning or late at night, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I want to spend some time just praying on this program for all the people that are hurting tonight, all the people that really need a touch from heaven. And so uh, if that is you, wherever you're at, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're driving your car. I don't know if you're in your home and you're in your living room listening to this program. Well, you're the one I want to pray for. Father, I thank you for each person who is tuning into this program. Lord, I pray right now for the presence of heaven, for the Prince of Peace to come to their family, to their home, and begin to minister strength, begin to minister hope. Lord, I come against the spirit of depression and anxiety in the name of Jesus, and I bind it, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. And I just ask, Lord, that in the midst, maybe there's just someone listening, and the only light on the room is the by the radio. Lord, I pray that the light of Jesus would pierce the darkness and bring hope, bring encouragement, bring peace. Lord, I pray for those during this season who are out of a job, Lord, those that are not in the market, but those who need a job and they need finances. And maybe that's what's making this Christmas so hard is financial crisis. And I pray that you would be with each person. I pray that you would provide, take care of them, provide for their every need. Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh. Then I pray for those that are hurting and grieving, maybe because of a loss of a loved one during the holiday seasons. I pray that you would comfort those who need comforting. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And I pray that God would bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. I invite you to email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Remember, you're not alone. Jesus loves you. Son of God loves your life.